Welcome to the Spark Report, John W. Davis and Pavy. What's going on, Pav? How you feeling? I'm mad. You? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The LA Sparks are seven and three in third place in the WNBA right now. They, they seem to be looking good. Four They're game winning streak. Four game. Yep. Four game win streak. Um, Five out of the last six. Definitely, they're playing actually some of the best. Uh, I think basketball I've seen them play on the fish, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right now. I, personally, personally, I think. I think. Um, I've been meaning to ask them. Uh, you know, some of the things that you tried to install last year, like even though you have, you know, it's a kind of a new roster to a certain extent, are they? Do you think they're finally translating this year? Where it's like some things kind of like go without being said. I think so. I think what's really translating is that they're just playing basketball. And I think they just have to play basketball because it's literally, it's literally been every other day for 10 days. They play six games in 10 days, one, five of them. So at that point, you just play. There's no practice. We're going to try to install this, install that. You might do to walk through. You pay attention on film, but you just have to trust your veterans to play basketball. This is a team that literally has one rookie. The rest of the team has at least three years experience. Half the team is almost 30 plus and they're getting closer to 10 years experience in league or more. So they know how to play basketball and it's just a, a, a point of trusting yourself and just playing basketball. That's literally what they've been doing now. And you've seen when the Sparks just play basketball and they focus on defense and they concentrate on that, then they can win five out of six games okay, and they yeah. can beat the teams they're supposed to beat. I'm going to talk about that later in the show. You have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You do not yeah. lose to the Liberty. Like, that's why I was on it last episode talking about if they lose to the Liberty, they need to leave the bubble because you just don't lose to a team like that. Especially in a um, season like this. You know, Ooh. if you if you had the, the normal amount of games, 34 games, something like that, um, then maybe you can afford to have some of those off nights. But now, I mean, you lose a game. That's basically like losing two games. Like, you right. know, we – we like this is the beginning of, like, the third week of, like, them actually playing actual basketball, and we mm-hmm. already halfway through the season. Right, Literally. and if – yeah, and if you look at the standings, the Storm are ten and one, the Aces are eight and two, and the Sparks are seven and three, along with the Lynx seven and three, and the Sky seven and four. So all of those teams right there are battling for that second spot. If the Storm are pulling away at ten and one, which they seem to be, and yes, there's a possibility the Storm could hit a rough patch, but right now it doesn't look like that. The Sparks have one more crack at them. The Aces have one more crack at them, and. I don't know who else can really beat the Storm. I guess the Sky beat him in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, there's really only about four other teams that have a legit chance of beating the Storm at this point. So, you're going for second place right now. But they control their destiny, and that's what you want. You want to be able to control your destiny. And I think that starts with Candace Parker. After 10 games, Candace Parker has shown – that she is the most consistent and the best player on the Sparks in the Wubble. Mm-hmm. She is in true MVP conversation because to be MVP in the league, you and I have decided that you have to be from a top three team. Yeah, she is for sure in the um, like like I've like I've like I've said. So it's between up. her, it's between Candace Parker, Asia Wilson, and Brianna Stewart. And the order right now is probably Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Candace Parker, but she's still top three. She's there. She's there. And to me, she's, she's right also, there. 
And and to me, um, I think I read, I think the Sparks are, I think, second in defense right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that, I mean, honestly, all year, I think she's kind of been anchor in the defense all year. Even the bench is second in defense. Yeah, like, I, 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 I think arguably, you know, she's kind of been the anchor. I think she's been setting the example defensively all season. Um, yes. You know, for, for, for her to be who she is, when you see her, you know, hustling baseline to baseline, you know, you know, she, you know, ends up, you know, she's starting on one block and ends up, at, you know, like at the three contesting the shot. It sets it, 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 it sets the tone for everybody else. If Candace is doing that, did that then that means right. you got to work too. If Candace it's, is doing all that, because she don't have to. Right. Especially in the second half or honestly the last third of her professional career. Exactly. Exactly. To play defense like you've never played defense before. Candace Parker probably hasn't played defense like this since Tennessee. I wouldn't say since Tennessee. I, I would, since I would, Tennessee. Candace Parker never averaged 10 rebounds a game. Right now she's doing 9.2. But Candace Parker never averaged 10 rebounds a game in the I don't, about, I don't know about since Tennessee, but I will say she hasn't done this. She I was about to say since Naperville High School. She The last time she defended like this was under the Obama administration. It was under the Obama administration. She probably hasn't played defense like this in a in a smooth six years. So again, for her to you know compete that way defensively, um, I think that all of them are buying it. I've, over these past couple of games, I've seen them probably play some of the best team defense I've seen them play with me just covering the scene. This like, is what we need to ask Candace the next time we get a chance to talk to her. Is yes, she's right now top three in MVP conversations in our opinion, and I think she's maybe even higher up than top three in defensive player of the year conversations. Because in the beginning of the season, it was Sylvia Fowles by herself. Yeah, but Sylvia Fowles is hurt right now. And she's hurt indefinitely with her calf injury. And Cheryl Reeve is the type of coach who knows that the most important thing is playoffs for them. And she's already seen that this can be a successful team with Sylvia Fowles healthy. They barely lost a game with Sylvia Fowles healthy playing in a whole game. So... Right now, there's pretty much no way the Lynx are not going to make the playoffs. The Lynx can still beat teams in the bottom third of the league, even without her. Nafisa Collier is the player of the week for her conference this week. So they have an all-star who can carry them. Honestly, this might be a great thing for Nafisa Collier because she has to be player A and B right now. Yeah, and, and, there's, and, there's, no, there's no, oh, we got to get it to Big Seal or Mama Seal. And then get it back out to me. It's like, no, you get the ball in the piece of Collier and you have an open three point shot, you shoot the ball. Also, like, that's one of the things she's talked about that she's had to gain confidence in is shooting the ball. Like, you have to shoot threes, Nafisa. Also, um, I just think that, you know, for a young player finding your voice, just, you know, in the um, locker room, um, yeah. you know, on the sidelines and also on the court, I think that, I mean, obviously, I've, I've, I've heard them through the broadcast say, you know, Sylvia Fowles has found her voice over time, you know, with people like Simone Augustus, the part right. of Maya Moore, the part, you know, um, things like that. But now, I mean, Nafisa is looked at as the number one option consistently, and it's basically her team. If she's, okay. if Sylvia isn't there, it's, 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 yeah. it's you know, her team. So she's the let person. Me, let me add to that. She is not only is her team, she's the only captain left on the floor. Yeah, there were so three like, captains this year for the Lynx. It was Karima Christmas Kelly, who is out. She's they waived her after she had her major injury, so she's gone. Sylvia Fowles is out indefinitely now. It's literally the only captain they have left on this team. Like, she is like saying, you know, look at me, 
I'm the captain. I am the captain of this ship. Like that's what she literally has to do now. Yeah, and as a second year player, as the Roy, the rookie of the year from 2019, like she's got to put him on her back now. I think it's good for her, though. Um, I think it's good for her long term. Um, I'm always about um, young players finding finding their voice and being empowered sooner than later. Because I think, you know, when you when you are a player that of her quality, there will come a time at some point in her career world where she will be asked to lead in her voice and also lead with her play because she is a high quality player. So I think the sooner the better for her. If this works out for her, she should at the minimum make second team all WNBA. Yeah, she should be, be a hard. top ten player in the league. But 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 think about it from a forward yes. position. From a forward position, right now you have Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, Candace Parker. What is forwards what is, and what centers? Is, real quick. But then other is, than that, real quick, what is Candace listed at this year? Is she listed as a forward or she listed as a um center? She's definitely been playing center this year. So like they yeah, know, what? So like yeah, what is Candace actually listed at this season? Believe forward center. Let's just call her a center. Okay. She's, she's eligible as a center. center. She's, she's playing a lot of center. That's what I'm saying. Normally they would have NECA play center. Yeah, she's but been it's a lot been of Candace center. anchoring the defense. Yeah. This year. She's been playing a lot. She's been playing a lot of center this year. So let's just put Candace at center. Let's say Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart can fill out the rest of those wings. I don't know who you want to put as guards. Maybe you want to put Arike since she's a leading Arike, scorer yeah. in the league. Put her at one of the top two guards in the league. Um, Dewana, maybe because you need a point guard. Yeah, Dewana, I think has to go. I mean, she. You can't. Or, may, or, or maybe you put Arike and Dewana on their first team. No, because I don't think Dewana's playing guard. No, because Dewana's not playing guard, and I'm I mean, pretty. She sure. always playing guard. She's not playing guard, but she always I mean, like, playing yes, guard. Like, what is she listed as, though? Because that's the forward. She listed as. Forward. Well, she that forward. forward. You, usually they do, you know, two front court, well, three, three um front court players, two back court players. So right. I think Enrique and Courtney. Okay. And then second team, um, that's where maybe you Dewaner and you can get um Nafisa in because I don't think because mm-hmm. Diamond obviously I like I thought Diamond would take a step, but her health hasn't no. allowed her to do that this right. season. Um, so I think second team would be where you would fit. Um, right. the Fici, no, another no, second no. team guard could be Kelsey Mitchell. I mean, she's scoring a lot of points. The she is scoring a lot That's of the thing. Like the people, the players that are averaging close to 20 points, like oh, they're going, they're going, to, right. But they're going to get their due on these all WNBA teams. Like they're not in the MVP conversation, but they're going to get their due when it comes to awards. Because, like, your points and your scoring and your passing and all of that is going to be rewarded. So they're going to get the rewards. Agreed. Yo, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I think yeah, we're yeah. back. I think oh, we're yeah, back. Yeah, so yeah. sorry about that. So I'm like, no, like, it's all good. It's all like, good. So yeah, it just, yeah, it I just went it. away in video, but yeah, yeah. So, but yo, if you are watching this live on YouTube, drop us a comment in the comment section. I want to know what you have to say about this next question. If you were Candace Parker and I want you to answer this, Fabby, then I'll answer it. And I want to hear from the viewers. If you were Candace Parker, would you rather be the MVP of the Wubble? Or the defensive player of the year of the Wubble? Um, probably defensive player of the year because I think that defensive player of the year is like nobody says she couldn't be 
a, a MVP level player. But I think if you would have told somebody at the at the beginning of the season, really, yeah, that, that I'm gonna be defensive player of the year, people would have called you crazy. And mm-hmm. I don't think people at all expected her to come out here. I mean, I didn't expect her to come out here defending the love. I mean, and and you I mean we've also even heard Simone Augusta say she's taking the challenge because even teams are like, well, we look at the starting lineup and we think, okay, Candace is the one person that we can attack right. and go with. So right. he's going to put Candace in all the pick and rolls. So actually, they're kind of disrespecting her on that front. And she's mm-hmm. taking a challenge like, okay, no, nah, that's that's not going to happen. If y'all think y'all going to have it, have it have it easy with me, that's not what's going to happen. She's so felt disrespected for the last year. She's yeah, felt so. disrespected for the last year when that poll came out, the anonymous poll of the players who said Candace Parker was, was the most overrated player. Yeah, take that take that poll again. I doubled it. Take that poll again. I think. I bet you keep Candace Parker name out your mouth now. Don't call her the most overrated player in the league. Now, you might call her the most overhyped player in the league, but overrated? Nah. Like, yeah, she had a lot of hype last year, and she's going to continue to have a lot of hype. And that's why I could put her on the MVP train before you could is because I saw the total narrative. I'm like, Oh, they're she, playing up the narrative crazy right now, by the way. They 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 will they will not go a broadcast without mentioning it at least four times. Minimum four times. She does she sometimes she does she does, she not even playing and they mention it at least once or twice. I'm like, all right, okay, okay. I one thousand percent respect what she's doing. One thousand percent. I think it's incredible. But they will literally not go a broadcast without mentioning no. it minimum four times. They can't mention Sabrina anymore. She's not in they the Wubble. Yeah, so is. who is this? Who is the story of the Wubble now? I do they think can't, uh, they can't. They can't say Kennedy Carter. She's hurt. She can't hurt. say Sylvia Fowles. She's hurt. You can talk about Brianna Stewart all you want, but don't talk about her, no. but Brianna Stewart is not doing two other jobs there. This is true. She is not being a parent there, and this she's not being a broadcaster there. This is true. So Candace Parker. That's why I'm saying if Candace Parker can show out in the next game against the Storm and she gets the better of Brianna Stewart and she has some memorable play or two in that game, that could falter over Brianna Stewart. No, Will it happen? I don't know, but I'm saying that's what it's going to take. If you want to see Candace Parker be MVP, you need to see Candace Parker's second best game against the Storm. If her first best game was a near triple-double, you need to see something – Aces too. Aces too. Right. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is if that was her best game so far, you either need to see a better game than that or her second best game against the Storm and the Aces. Luckily, she's also got to get the better of Asia Wilson, too. Or she will lose to Asia Wilson. Luckily for us as fans, um, they all play play pretty much the same position. So they're gonna be maxed up against each other. So we can all see them actually go head up one on one. You know, so many times in these big matchups, you know, you have people who don't even guard each other. In these matchups, I think that well, I mean, we've seen it. They spend a solid amount of time actually guarding one another. That's so true. For us as I mean, because you know, like even like down the stretch in the um in the um, Aces game, Candace Parker was in a lot of those pick and rolls that Asia Wilson had those pick and pop buckets on. With also with also um Jackie Young, she was in a, she was in a lot of those pick and rolls. Even you know in the uh, Storm game, she guarded Brianna guarded her a lot, and she guarded Brianna a lot. I agree with that. Well, what I was going to say, and I think I can get into this now, because starting lineup-wise, so I want to talk about Raquana coming off the bench and being the leading scorer right now. But starting lineup-wise, right now, Pavi says it doesn't need to change. I don't necessarily disagree. But when you look at the starting lineup of Chelsea Gray, Sidney Weiss, Brittany Sykes, Candace Parker, and Neka Agumake, 
and you put that up against the starting lineup of Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, Alicia Clark, Brianna Stewart, and Natasha Howard, I wonder, could the Sparks create just a little bit of havoc against the Storm by putting Brittany Sykes on Brianna Stewart as opposed to Candace Parker? Nah, she's too small, I think. She blocked Brittany Griner. Yeah, but I also think Brianna Stewart is more skilled than Brittany Griner. She is Brittany and sorry, Brianna Stewart will just shoot over her, but I'm, I'm just sorry, saying I just like I just like watch Brianna play. Brianna got got, got all the skills. Got all of them. Like every move you want, she got it. And she can also shoot the ball. So no, I think Candace or NECA has to take that challenge with um Brianna. But I do want to say with this um starting lineup, I think that they found some. Um, I think that this lineup gives them the best chance to one guard everything because I think that you can kind of reserve Chelsea's energy defensively. Um, because I think that Brittany Sites can guard whatever guard, because I think that, you know, even Fish said, you know, it's a very long day when you line up and see her across from you. She's yeah. going to hawk you all the way up course. She's very, very athletic. Like, I love TRP's physicalness, but TRP isn't as athletic and quick as Brittany Sykes. Brittany Sykes is quick and athletic, so she can go and guard a guard. She can even guard smaller guards. Like, you can even put her on Jordan Canada or somebody like that and feel fine with it. And even, you know, even... Even though Jordan I mean, they're basically the same height. Yeah, and, <laughs> Just keep and, and, it real. Yeah, but also same like Jordan, too, almost. Yeah, but yeah, but Jordan Kennedy is like so quick that That's true. her quickness would pose a lot of problems for a lot of people. But for Brittany Sykes, I think she has a. But lot you know what? No, but you, I take no. TRP did a great job last year against Jordan Kennedy. She did. Elena Beard did as well. She did. She like did. when they put Elena Beard in. Elena Beard annoyed the crap out of Jordan yeah, Kennedy, yeah, and she took her out of rhythm. Yeah, of course, so, but it's, yeah, of course, but it's Elena Beard. Like we, like, but I, yes, no, but you're right though. So I guess if I was going to say Elena Beard was really the key, then nice. Brittany Sykes is the closest thing to Elena. And Beard. I think that Brittany Sykes' offense is better than what TRP's is, um, especially in transition. Which, um, I mean, we do even hear them talking about it's guards. Yeah, which you hear talking about them talking about guards rebounding and then wanting to be able to get out in um transition. Well, mm-hmm. Brittany Sykes can help you do that. And Sydney Weiss, I personally think Sydney Weiss should get some vote for most improved player. I really honestly believe that. I think she's I think about fifty so percent from three for from um this season. More, more than fifty percent, yeah, more like than fifty-three. 50%. She's handling the ball much better this season. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that she put in a lot of work over this whole time period that you know um she was off. Her pull-up jump shot looks better than what I've ever seen it look. Yes. Um and 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 honestly, arguably, arguably, you could disagree with me all you want, but I think arguably she's been the third best player on, on this team this year. Ooh. Arguably. Well, let me make this statement first, and then let me process what you just said. That was my most recent article on winsider.com was every team needs a Sydney Weeps. Because look at what she does. Tell me any team in the league other than maybe Seattle that wouldn't want to play. Okay, tell me any team in the league that wouldn't plug in a six-foot person who can play the two or the three, handle the ball, as an off guard and shoot more than 50% from three. Every team in the league would want to start that. If you didn't know who, if I didn't, if if I didn't say that person was Sydney Weiss, if I said, oh, there's there's a six foot player, you know, she can handle the ball and she's going to shoot more than 50% from three. Whoever it is, you're going to want to start her. But then when I say Sydney Weiss, you might be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to start it now, it's Sydney Weiss. 
I also think beyond that, she's a she's a at least from what I've seen, she's a lunch pail kind of person. Like I mm-hmm. said, you don't have to run plays for her. She mm-hmm. would go out there and be like, you know, like a lot of people, a lot of players that say spacing would, is underrated. As yeah. great as Raquana Williams spacing is off the bench, it's something great to see it from the beginning of the game with Sydney Weiss. Also, a lot of players will say, Oh, I'll do whatever to help my team win. I really honestly believe Sydney will literally do whatever to help the team win. Sydney Weiss would play center if they asked. I, 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 I honestly believe Sydney Weiss would do whatever to help the team win. I think that she's like, you even see her every time she's on the bench, she's up jumping around when anybody makes something. I think her mm-hmm. personality is very um, infectious, and I think it translates to the court. Like I said, you don't have to run players for it. She's not going to complain. If she doesn't get a shot for five minutes, that's not going to affect her defense. It's not going to affect mm-hmm. her hustle. It's not going to affect mm-hmm. anything else that she does. And I think that. Like I said, I thought she should have been starting all year. But I think she just puts everybody else in their proper place because you don't have to run. I love Raquana, and I think Raquana off the bench, she should probably be sixth woman of the year. But I think with Raquana, you have to keep her engaged offensively to get the best out of Raquana in every other else area. Sydney, you could literally not run nothing for her for like five minutes, and she'll get a shot in the corner. And if that's the one shot she got that quarter, that's the one shot she got that quarter. Right. She's still going to dive on the floor for um for um loose ball. She'll still pick up a tough defensive um assignment consistently she'll do those things that her energy never changes the energy never changes and that impact doesn't change either but the good thing about starting Sydney Weiss is if for some reason the energy did change you have the ability to put other people in the game to replace her just like if for some reason Brittany Sykes wasn't having the proper energy that's why I think I'm okay with this starting lineup and that's, again, why I wrote another article and I said, you know, the pros and cons of starting Sidney Weiss, Simone Augustus, and Brittany Sykes. And there were too many cons for me to start Simone Augustus, but there were more pros for me to start Sidney Weiss and Brittany Sykes and to start them together. And you were on the call, too. And they both talked about, especially Sykes, talked about the chemistry that they have developed yeah. as roommates. And I had talked about that before they started talking about it. I'm like, that's underrated. Off-the-court chemistry is so underrated. And you can see how underrated that is because Marina Mabry didn't get any tick oh, for yeah, about the first good. seven games for Dallas. Soon as they start her with Arike, what's Arike do? Score 33 points. Well, and what's Marina has, do? Yeah. And Marina has 17. He actually had the game clinch the bucket. Bro, actually- they, they scored 50 points together. She actually had the game clinching bucket on a step back on top of that. She actually had the game clinching bucket. So shout out, um, Marina. They had 50 points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So shout out to them. So that's the benefit of that. Sometimes it's not always about, you know, putting, like you have to determine who your best five players are, but you also have to determine who who plays the best as the five together. Again, my thing like is Raquana always, Wait, Raquana Williams will always be one of the best five players on the Sparks. But it doesn't mean she should start. Again, when I look at starting lineups, I don't want four people I got to run plays for. I want Simone Augustus is one of the best five players on the Sparks. Yeah. If I had to name the best five players on the Sparks, it's going to be Candace Parker, Neka Ogumake, Chelsea Gray, Simone Augustus, and Raquana Williams. But you can't play all five of them together right now. I honestly think Sydney is better than Raquana. I know Raquana scores more points, but I really, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I just like love the intangibles that Sydney brings to the game. No, because no, because if you put them two one on one in practice, I mean, as I mean, hard like, as Sydney Weeks is gonna I mean, go, 
I mean, like, Laquana gonna eat her up. I mean, like, yes, one on one in practice, but basketball, I, I've wrestled with this forever. Like, basketball, you do, there's never a point in time with you playing one on one in like actual game. Never. So it's what James Harden never, does it all the time. No, because there's no, 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 because there's still spacing. Like, he can do that because everybody on the court can shoot. If people on the court couldn't shoot, he couldn't do what he do. There's never a point in time. Kennedy Carter been playing one-on-one before she got hurt all the time. There's never a point in time in which you literally just going out there playing one-on-one. There's nobody else out there with you. So it's still always about how you best fit in the team. Still. It's still always about how you best fit in the team. You're never going to go out there and just literally play one-on-one. Like, yeah, Harden will do his own ISO things, yeah, but the things that create that and help him along with that. You well, got maybe okay. If you want to say for this 10-game sample size that Sidney Weiss has been your third best player, I'm not going yeah. I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm going to say I still contend that Laquan Williams is one of the top 5 players on the team. That's fair. Because you can't be a top 5 player on the team and not and be the leading scorer. Like if you're the leading scorer on the team, you can't be you can't not be a top 5 player. That's what I'm trying to say. She's leading the team in scoring right now when most of her games have come off the bench. Yeah, but I think that she is excelling in in her role. I think that her role is to come in and score. You can't not be a top five player on the team when you scored 51 points in a game and it was like your second season. I hear what you're saying and I feel you. But again, I think she her scored role, 50 over in Turkey again, or wherever I she think, was. Again, I think her role is to score. She comes in and that is yes. her role. Her role yes, and that is a necessary role off the bench because I mean, I, that because that makes no lows in the offense because the starters can score. If Chelsea Gray continues to work herself inside out, she'll have the proper rhythm and she'll be effective. Candace Parker can force it to the basket pretty much whenever she wants to. Now, yeah, it's going to be them one hands and this and that and whatever, and she's going to be searching for a foul. But, yeah, Neka Agumake can always be the beneficiary from a Candace Parker or a Chelsea Gray pass. So you can also create our own offense. Right. But those three players are, like you said, enough offense. But when they come out, you can't always depend on no offense, but you can't always depend on Christina Nigwe no, right course. now. No, no. You can't no, always no. you can't depend on Marie Goulish to be ISOing and, no, and, no, and doing no. stuff like that. No, but no, 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 you but can't you can't you can't even always depend on Taya Cooper's offense to maintain. Yeah. But because that's Taya, Taya could take four or five shots and it's right. That's yeah, why but, I'm saying Raquana Williams is a top five player on the team because her role is so crucial. I really, but again, if there I, is no Raquana Williams, they would have lost one of those games. Not that they play defense the way that that um they've been playing defense. But again, I think that defense is what's making them win these games. Like, yeah, they're scoring points, whatever. But they have, but they turn teams over like twenty times. If you turn teams over twenty times, you go score some points. But, Raquana, like, but like you said, Raquana's offense or Raquana's defense is predicated on her offense. When she's into that, she's into all of it. Again. So, so I, now so now you're getting sub-elite level defense from her too. I understand what you're saying. But again, I just think I just personally just love the intangible that Sydney brings to the game. You okay. even talked about her space. So, so those are my top five players on the team right now. Who are your top five players on the team? Uh, top five players on the team right now would be in, in Candace Parker, Neka Gumake. Chelsea Gray, Simone Augustus, and Sydney Weiss. I'm sorry, Sydney okay. Weiss. Sydney well, Weiss. I really, I, I, 
I really love what Sydney has brought to the team this season. I thought she should have been starting from day one. Again, I just think that she does all of the little things that it may, she may not score 20 points every night, but she's shooting like 50%, 53% from three. That is crazy. Especially with the people that she's out there with and with, with a Chelsea Gray who can, you know, penetrate. And also if, you know, you post or you basically have to double with a Candace Parker who can find you from anywhere. NECA who's knocked down and can also create her own shot. She can literally stand in the corner, just wait for the ball and shoot. And she's shooting at a 53% clip. And then she, she can also handle the ball. And she'll do all, like I said, she'll do all of the other little things that other people won't do, will not do. I personally just think it's Sydney Weiss. I just love what she's brought to the team this year. I do. I'm sorry. Well, when we talked to Sydney Weiss when she got her contract extension, she said basically her only personal goal, because obviously she wants to win a championship, but her only personal goal was to be an all-star. So she keeps this up. She keeps, she keeps making open threes, be. and she has an opportunity to, in a more normal setting, season play 28 to 30 minutes a game. And she keeps shooting threes like this. She might very well be an all-star one time. She, she might. I think she's averaging, I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw it on the graphic, she was averaging like I think 15 points over the past like four games or something like that. Something like that. She something had one like game that. where she barely scored, so it might be skewed down a little might bit. Might be lower. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like I don't think you Sydney is not a person that like 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 if I had a bad team, excuse me, that I would take on my team because I don't think that what she does wouldn't show up. But if you have a good team, I think that Sydney is that person where you plug in and you can take you like over the edge, and that's right. my opinion. And that and that's why, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you remember this conversation that you and I had, this is why I was saying that I thought it was important for the Sparks to get that signing of Sydney Weiss at that value because I thought if Sydney Weiss reach the open market that a team with a lot of cap room might overspend on her because she could make the difference because think about how much money the phoenix mercury paid for bria hartley and everybody's yeah. like why is she getting a max contract why is this why is that it's working yeah so imagine a team because sydney weiss is going to make i think about 80 on her contract extension eighty thousand a year imagine a team that was like you know what all we need is you to make open threes and shoot 40 some percent from the three. That's all we need is you to shoot open threes. You can shoot eight or nine a game. When you're open, just shoot it. If that's all the team really needs to take it to the next level and have that energy, why wouldn't they pay $150,000 for that? If that's all they needed. I don't know if she would have Somebody got would overpay. Some I think somebody would, quote unquote, overpay for that type of production. It's so efficient. I don't know if she would have got that last year, like like coming into this season. But let's no, say not she, this year. But I'm saying next because this is when her contract would have ended. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. After what she's doing now, I'm saying if she if she did what she did now and then went into free agency, yeah, they'd have to pay her more money, or somebody would have bought her away from. Yeah, you could have definitely rationalized giving her hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. You, so, you would have you would have like looked at like somebody would looked at like the nurse that's her like plus minus her true shooting percentage of things mm-hmm. like that like up oh, we can give you a max because like like you said your your efficiency and one fifty is, isn't even a max that's what I'm saying yeah it's just and, double what she's making now basically yeah you can rationalize giving her one fifty because her efficiency um would call for that mm-hmm. so Raquana off the bench we both agree that. It's the proper spot for her. She agrees that it's the proper spot for her. Yeah. I do find it interesting, though, that now she's willing to say, like, oh, I always want to come off the bench. Because 
if you remember, beginning of the season, yeah, you want to start. I, I asked her, I'm like, oh, what do you think about, you know, it's your opportunity to, you know, win 2020 six women of the year. Oh, no, I, I have to start, you know, but but she put the caveat, but I'm willing to do whatever I need to do for the team. But so she was playing now. I'm a start role. I'm a start role. But I knew it. You knew it. She knew it. That that was right for her. Because and the reason I say that to back all of that up is if Christy Tolliver was here, who would be starting? Christy Tolliver. Then there it is. And that's why I say you don't change everything up just because one piece is missing. You plug somebody else in to elevate them and you let everybody else still do what they're doing. That's why I thought it was important to when TRP was out, you just put Sykes in. Don't bring Augustus yeah, yeah. in or don't bring Raquana back in and slide Sidney Weiss over. So now you got two different starters instead of one. So yeah. the more continuity you can have and more fluidity you can have in a lineup, that's what you want. So, and that's why Washington was successful in the beginning of the season because they let Emma Mieseman still play her regular game exactly. and they put Hines, they put Heinz Allen in to do Deladon things. And it worked for a while until that rotation caught up with them. Yeah. Like you can't play with eight players. I don't care who the eight players are. You cannot play with eight players. Not in this season. No, and like it's, a normal it's too season, maybe, much of a grind. Season. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, Even you can do. You don't have to travel yeah, in a normal season when you spend two weeks at home, yeah. when those four or five game stretches, yeah, you can stretch it out and get three or four of those wins, and then balance it out. But no, yeah. But I still wouldn't want to see Washington in the playoffs if Ariel Powers comes back. I Is still don't want to play. Though? Like she's training ankle pretty bad. Is she gonna come back? She might. But yeah. I don't I'll, know. Yeah, that's sort of like you know Connecticut. I, I definitely, I definitely don't want to see Connecticut in the first round. But let's, let's actually talk about that. Looking towards the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. I think that we obviously think the Southern Fair Sparks team is a title. Um, yes, I personally think they're the second best team in the league right now. Um, you know, I know yeah. Vegas has a better record, but I just think that top to bottom, I think the Sparks. I trust LA a little bit more than Vegas, in my opinion. Um, I think Seattle is clearly the best team in the league, but I think that in the um series, if they could scheme and and you know, I, I think that they could win. Mm-hmm. If they could scheme, you know, Candace plays to the like level she's playing. NECA plays up a level. Sydney continues to play how she'd be playing. Chelsea plays how she was playing last year. Cause this right. year has not been because this year has not been last year. Mm-hmm. She's been good this year. Last right. year she was great. So if she can get back to the level where you know she was playing last year, and I think that they got a shot against anybody. But looking forward towards the um playoffs what matchups scare you what matchups would you want um yeah let's get into it so if i'm the sparks if i can work myself into that two seed then i'm not scared of anybody in the playoffs because in a series i'm not scared of anybody now if i end up let's say you end up third or fourth like they did last year which means you would have to play a second round game in the playoffs i wouldn't want to play the sky in the second round if it worked out that way. And I still wouldn't want to play the Sun in the second round game either. I think you can outlast the Sun because they don't have the depth, but I definitely do not want to play the Sky in a single elimination game because they've already lost to them this season bad. And the Sky have proven that they have the horses to just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. James Wade is a great coach. Last time I talked about how he had 
Kalia Copper over there under his wife's tutelage. Well, I also found out that Gabby Williams was over there too. They that's what I'm saying. They had they had the Sky program in France, the Sky program in Russia, Russia and they have the yeah. Sky program in Chicago, and now they have the totality of the Sky program in Bradenton, Florida, in the Wubble. So awesome. I don't want to see the Sky. That's that's the main team is the Sky. You don't want to play the Sky in a single elimination game. I also think that the Sky are just better than what their record says they are. Um, I think a lot of it is Diamond has been hurt this year. She hasn't been able to perform to the level of uh, what she performed last year. And they've also had some tough losses. So I think that they're better than what their record. I don't think what they're seven and four. They are seven and four. Seven yes. and four. But if you were to poll people at the at, at the beginning, I mean, people had them in the finals. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. that they, you know, I, and I think they still realistically do have a steal. I think it's. I think shot. you can argue that they're better than the Lynx. Yeah. So you can argue that on they're paper. still a top four team. Yeah. On paper. You can even argue that the Sky match up really, really well with the Aces. You can argue that better than the Aces if you want. Yeah. On you paper. Not, right. On, on, not granted. You gotta, and then you, and then you can say, well, the Sky did beat the Sparks. Now, yes, that was that was weeks ago, which, you know. It was like a, it was like a second game. It wasn't second yeah, or third game. Yeah, it was, it was weeks ago now. But, I mean, still, realistically, it was only weeks ago that they beat them. I'm yeah. saying it both ways, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it seemed like it was days and days and games and games ago, but it was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Now, the Sparks are a totally different team in the defense. You know, Derek Fisher is talking about, you know, now is the time in the second half of the season where we put together 30 minutes plus of perfect defense. You know, he is like me. You're never going to see, realistically, you're never going to see perfect 40 minutes, but maybe you start getting to – more than three quarters worth of that stifling defense. If you get to more than three quarters of that stifling defense, the Sparks will not lose to any team they're not supposed to lose to. And if you look at the standings right now, the Sparks should not lose when they play the Liberty again. They should not lose when they play the Dream twice. Honestly, they should not lose to the Mystics, the Wings, nor the Sun or the Fever. Realistically, the only teams, in my opinion, that have a chance to beat the Sparks at their best are the Mercury, if they could play better, the Sky, the Lynx, the Aces, and the Storm. So, I agree. At, at worst, the I Sparks, the, at worst, Lynx, at worst, right, at worst, the Sparks only have, if the Sparks are going to play 12 more games this season, at worst, they should finish 8-4. There should only be four more losses in there. At worst, at worst, it should be 8-4, which would give them uh, 15 and seven record and 15 and seven is going to at worst get you four most likely three third it's yeah, not going to get you second it's not going to get you second but it will get you they third. want but they need second third. because they need. you don't want to somehow get mashed up against the sky in the playoffs you don't even want to get mashed up against the mercury in a single elimination game. yeah because like what i think they have what four of the top 20 scores in the league who the mercury yeah, that's the Mercury are literally just depending on who they have. Yeah, yeah. They just gonna go with what they have, and what they have is Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins Smith, and Bria Hartley. Hartley. And when it comes down to a single elimination game, that's like sixty points right there, possibly seventy. If they all cook and somebody gets twenty five, that's eighty points. That's eighty points. That's eighty points right there. That could be eighty of their ninety two points that they drop on you. Yeah, because as long as Brittany Griner is not getting in foul trouble, she's not coming off the court. And the Sparks, Skylar Smith, and not coming off the court. 
and the and, and the and the spark still sometimes have an issue with penetration with mm-hmm. quicker guards. Even yeah. with um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dangerfield from um, the Lynx, uh, Crystal Dangerfield. Lynx, yes. Yeah, yeah, Crystal Dangerfield. Pronounce, yeah, Crystal Dangerfield. What she did, um, even what I've seen, I think uh, Jasmine Jones or the mm-hmm. Liberty, the rookie. They yeah. like if you got a shifty Jordan Canada, mm-hmm. if you got a shifty guard who can who can penetrate Skylar Diggins, they could get in there and, and you know find people. Mm-hmm. You can make it a little bit difficult for the Sparks. That's okay. one area still where it's like guard penetration. They don't always, they aren't always able to stop guard penetration with that they should be able to stop guard penetration. I agree with you. And I once you get into the middle of a defense, things get really funky there. Right. You know, you kicking out to Deanna, you, you know, kicking out, well, not yet. Diana, you um, kicking out to Bria. And a 40-minute game is too short to mess around. I'm saying. So, I don't, you know, yes. So, single elimination. Now, now, if the fever, especially the, in this scenario, if the fever make the playoffs and somehow they make the second round and have to play against the Sparks, that, whatever. whatever, yeah, whatever. whatever. We literally said the same whatever. thing, whatever. and that's no offense to the fever, but the Sparks just have so much more than the fever. Now, if the Connecticut Sun get hot and they're super healthy, as healthy as they possibly can be, I still don't want to play them either. But the Sky are the team I don't want to see in the playoffs. Then the Mercury, then the Sun. But if the fever make it or the wings make it, whatever. Whatever. The Mystics, I mean, they're kind of trending down. If the Mystics don't string some games together soon, I mean, they're on a seven-game losing streak. I don't think it's happening for the Mystics. Like, once you hit a seven-game losing streak in a, in a, in a um, season like I still this, I think, think the Mystics are better than the fever, though. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, the Mystics literally wrote the book of the fever's offense. No, I like just Marianne Stanley, their coach, she might have, you know, a few things that she likes to do different thematically, but I mean, she is inspired by the Mystics. So the Mystics know exactly what the Fever are going to do. So if... I just also just don't think the Fever have that much talent. I'm sorry. I just really no, don't think No, I, I don't think so talent. either. And Tierra McCowan is... She's just standing there for the most part. She's not using her size at 6'7 and 240-ish to dominate. She's not punishing anybody. I mean, she should if she plays against... I'll just run it down for her real quick since I'm talking about it. If she's playing against the Sun, she should be punishing their post players. She's playing against the Wings, she should be punishing the Mystics. Kalani Brown can match up against her on the Dream. Zowie B kind of can or whatever. Brittany Griner definitely can. Dolson can. Files can. But like that's what I'm saying. Those bottom teams, she should be dominating those teams. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I think best case scenario – Obviously, best case scenario for the you get Sparks. Well, no, I was gonna say best case scenario for the Sparks is they get to one. Most re- most realistic that. scenario is you get to two. Two. Worst case scenario, you get four. Anything worse than that, something they are wrong. they are in trouble in the world because they something went wrong. Something went totally wrong because they they've shown that they can win a game without NECA. They've shown they can win a game without TRP. They've shown they can win games when Simone Augustus barely plays. Like, they've shown they can win without everybody so far. As long as they can stay remotely healthy, I think that they'll be fine again. Like, I think the key for this team is defense. I think that they're playing some of the most inspired and inspired together defense that they play. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always think, thought that they had really good individual defenders, but I didn't always think everybody was on the same page. Right. It seems to me defensively everybody's on the same page. And, like, as long as they can do that, 
they'll figure out a way to score points. Like you got, like you say, you got Raquana, you got Candace, you got Necker, you got Chelsea, you got Simone. You're going to figure out a way to score points. It's going to happen. But the thing is, you have to be consistent defensively every night. And again, if they're going to keep turning teams over the way they would turn teams over, they will be just fine. And I want to congratulate the Sparks for being in the moment because there are some players on that team who you would consider fringe players going forward. When you look at the idea that Christy Tolliver is not playing, Chenea Gumake is not playing, and Maria Badiva is not playing. Those are three players that would have been on this roster if they did not decide to opt out or stay overseas. So that means that at least three players on this team would not be here. Somebody else always looking. Right. But like you said, if they get to a championship level, everybody on this team is going to look good. It's going to make Marie Gulich look like the games we've seen Marie, Marie Gulich play. She's played better than several other backup post players on other I mean, teams. I've been in impressed the by Christine for one. Her jumper right. Christine good. Midway has been impressive. The only her jumper looks good. Yeah, the only person who hasn't had time to be impressive yet is Rashonda Gray. Yeah, and I and honestly don't know if she'll get it. No, but between you and me, I think she's going to get a game. She's going to get a game or two. At some point during these next 12 games where you're going to be like, oh, man, Rashonda Gray should have played more minutes. Because if if Rashonda Gray can catch the passes that she's going to get from Chelsea Gray or from Cooper, it's a huge thing. If she can catch those passes and she can stand in the spots that NECA stands inside, she'll get a game where she has 10 points and eight rebounds easily, just off easy buckets. And that's going to make her look good because there's going to be there's going to be some systems in the WNBA where that's all they need their backup big to do. Yeah, I think the Sparks, I mean, I I I I think the Sparks have a roster full of WNBA, like official WNBA players. Like there's nobody mm-hmm. on the roster and I'm like, what are you doing in the league? Everybody can play, yeah, everybody no can find a role. No, every 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 everybody can play, everybody can find a role somewhere else, especially in seasons like this. You know, that's I mean, you even get to I mean, I don't know how much content they might have with other teams, but you may get to know people from other teams, you may get to know management. They may, you know, you see them in passing. Yeah, they're definitely watching you. They're definitely watching, watching you. you. A lot they're of those teams there. have those GMs there, and so yeah. they're seeing these people in person. And the fact that you know, when they're scouting these games, there's some games that Rashonda Gray hasn't played. But Rashonda Gray still looks engaged. Yeah, Rashonda Gray is still too. contributing. Everybody too. is everybody is going to say they love Rashonda Gray in the locker room. Holly Rowe speaks her up and talks highly of her. So if you just need that 11th, 12th player on your roster that's experienced and that can take the things that she's learned from greats like Candace Parker and Neka Gumake, there's a spot for her. Yeah. You know, but then I was talking to another one of our colleagues about this, too. And we can kind of wrap up uh, around this and then let's do our predictions for the next three games like we've been doing. But, you know, the the interesting thing about this season is, you know, there are some teams that don't have all their players right now. So I think there were about 139 of 144 players in the world right now. So you got to think about right now, there's 20 some players who have opted out either for social or medical reasons, okay? So you would think that if you had the ability to opt out, you pretty much would be back in the league. So that's another 20. And then you still have rookies next year because they always bring in about 15 
ish rookies every year that actually make the rosters. So you're talking about almost a third of this league that's playing right now in this Wubble will not be there next year. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of turnover already, but everybody I mean, on but everybody on the Sparks is making a case for finding a home next year. I mean, but that also makes for some hungry basketball cuz you, right, you, you, you got you got you got you got a lot of people who out there fighting for jobs. So it doesn't matter what my team record is, I'm out here playing cuz I'm fighting for a job next year. I want to make sure that I'm employed by in 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 America by a team next year. Yes. So that's that 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 like eliminates records, eliminates a lot of things like that. I got 22 times to go out here and show you why I belong. So and now yeah. you got 12. And now you and got now 12. Now you got 12. And, and 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 now you got 12. And you know, injuries starting to happen. Some people, some of the more solidified players may not play as much down the stretch. We don't have too much to play for. That mean you get other people who fighting for jobs and they're playing those like last five, six three, four games to come mm-hmm. and impress and, and 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 I also think it's good for the sparks because I don't think you get any games where teams will just completely take the night off. Mm-hmm. I think somebody will all be out there trying to prove themselves. Right. Yo again shout out to Derek Fisher because nobody on this team has played or averaged more than 27.3 minutes a game. I, I, I tried to say that that's this is what it was going to have to be like. And that's what it's been like through 10 games. So he's done a great job in using an expanded rotation, in my opinion. I know it's been hard for him because, you know, it's tempting to leave your significantly three better players or four better players on the court. Or it's tempting to push Simone Augustus to play more minutes when you see she's leading the league at 60% in three-pointers. But he's playing the long game right now, and it's working. They're seven and three, and they're playing the long game with the minutes. So, last three games. So last week, I said two and one. I was wrong. I think didn't you say? I three said three and zero. Three and zero. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got the last week right too. So I got the last six games right. Um, so shout out to myself. You don't always have to be humble, but uh, <laughs> I am humble. But all right. So the next three games, you have the Phoenix Mercury. And that's actually technically a home game for the Sparks. And the reason I say that's a home game for the Sparks is because they are 4-0 during home games in the Wubble for whatever reason. Okay, so keep that in mind. So that's Wednesday's game. Friday's game is the Sparks at the Atlanta Dream. But it's the Atlanta Dream. And then Sunday's game is the Dallas Wings at the LA Sparks. So, Pappy, I'm going to let you go first as tradition. Um, Three games, what you think? I'm gonna go two and one. I think that they'll take the winning streak up to six, and I think I actually think they'll lose to the Wings. I think that uh, Enrique will pose. I think that Enrique will pose a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, and I think that they'll actually lose to the Wings. Okay. And also, Marina may be on the revenge tour. Who knows? She may be on the revenge tour. She may be on the revenge tour. Who knows? Who knows? But um, with the way the Mercury have been playing, the Mercury haven't looked that good to me personally. Um, I think that there's. I think they're really trying to. Even though they do have those scores, I think that they're still trying to figure out things. I think sometimes. Um. Late in games, they kind of play here, you take it, here, you take it, here, you take it. Uh-huh. Um, I also think that defensively they're not where the, they aren't where they need to be. Um, so I so I would think the Suns will have the not the Suns, but I think the Sparks will have the advantage um in that matchup against the dream. Sorry, no disrespect to the dream, but it, but it's a dream. Really haven't been that good this season. 
Um, and also Kennedy Carter is hurt as well, sprained her ankle. So right. I think that the Sparks should – that should be a quick and easy win. And my humble opinion, I think they should probably put out like a 15-point victory. But I think that you get to the wings. I don't think that like the winning streak will carry on forever. And I think that the guard play of the wings could serve um, problematic for the Sparks. Well, I'm actually going to say 3-0 and this week with the caveat that if they lose, it will actually be to the Mercury. Okay. But I'm going to say 3-0 and this week because the Vegas Aces have a seven-game winning streak currently. The Storm have an eight-game winning streak currently. So why can't the Sparks win another three games? Because this is what I'm talking about. Like, they are at the point of the season with the way their defense is going. They're only going to lose to teams that are in the top half of the season. They should not lose to the Dream. They should not lose to the Wings because of the way they're playing on defense. So – if they get that Mercury game like you're talking about, then why not beat the Dream in the wings too? Yes, I agree. Arike can give it to him, but I would counter that if Marina Mabry is on the revenge tour, she might push a little too hard. Maybe. Because we've seen when Marina gets a little bit too into it like that, that's not the best version of Marina. The best version of Marina is her... I don't want to say deferring to Arike, but just playing alongside of Arike. Like, I don't want to see hero ball Marina Mabry. That's not going to work against the Sparks. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll see ISO that. Mabry is not going to work. Yeah, I don't think you'll see against that. Against the Sparks. I don't, I don't think you'll see that. There's, there's, there's the Dream, no yes, the Dream could catch fire and knock down a bunch of threes. Strickland could get going. Courtney Williams could get going. But it's a 40-minute game. And then you have two inspired players on the Sparks who will yeah. want to play well against the team that I'll just say it didn't believe in him enough to keep him. Is Kalani would, back yet? Yes. Kalani is back. back she okay. hasn't been playing too many minutes yet, but the dream thought it would be better to have Kalani Brown than Brittany Sykes and Marie Gulich. Is that right? I don't know. They also got ended up picking up Alexis Jones. So it was kind of like a two for two kind of deal, but was that right? I don't know. I guess you could probably say that Sydney Weiss, no, excuse me, not Sydney's. Brittany Sykes and Goolidge have played better than Kalani Brown and Alexis I mean, Jones. They so far this right. They, they played, played, so they played better. Yeah, they played. So, I mean, that's a game that's they're going to get up for that game, too, because that's what they've been doing. Like, they've been getting up for the games where some of their new teammates have came from those teams. Like, they got up for that Lynx game because they did not want to let Simone down. Simone was trying to be all cool. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm Money Moan. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, this, this, that, and the other. She was being all cool about it, but the rest of the team was like, nah, we're not about to let you lose. They might want to do the same thing to the dream, too. Plus, and then I know we haven't talked about it much on the show, and but they don't like the dream's owner. They're not trying to People lose to her. Like the <laughs> They're taking like it out on the dream. People so they're not, not like trying to lose to them. And then they don't want to lose to the wings either because that's their former coach. That's Agler. So I mean I just think that you the, can find motivation in every game. Yeah, of course. I just I just I just think that the guard play of um Ricky could pose um oh, a lot of problems. It's going to pose a lot, of problems. a lot of problems for them. But that's where Britney Sykes and TRP come into play. That would be a game where TRP will be used. That's when they come into play. And if TRP is coming off the bench at that point, like if Arike is moving some certain type of way. TRP can kind of come in and try to throw her off the other way. So that's the great thing about TRP off the bench, too, is if 
Sykes and Weiss are not doing what they need to do in the beginning of the game for some reason, or what they're doing is not effective, boom, TRP in for one of them, change the game. I personally want to see Sykes and TRP play together at some point. I think you'll see it. I want to see that. I want to see how effective that is because I think that can be almost effective as Weiss and Sykes, but we have to give it a chance. Defensively, offensively, no, but defensively, yes. Give it a chance. I just say give it a chance. You'll see it. I think you'll see lines like Chelsea. Like, let's say maybe, you know, you uh, play a team with, uh, you know, two high-quality guards. Maybe maybe you want to hide Chelsea a little bit defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you throw out TRP and Sykes. You let either – like, either – Either one of them take the point guard, whoever take the off guard. You had Chelsea kind of on like the wing. I think you'll see it at certain points times this season. Yeah, because when you play against a storm, you're gonna yeah, get like, everything you got when Jordan yeah. Canada and Jewel Lloyd are on the court at the same time. Or if they decide to go with Sue Bird, Jordan Canada, and Jewel Lloyd at the same time, because yeah. Jewel Lloyd is a big guard. So you play yeah, she's six feet, time. right? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So they have play, her playing wing, but she's really a guard. Yeah, so if you play all that. You're kind of like, okay, well, we got to figure out something. Yeah, we're going to need some defense. <laughs> we're going to need a lot of defense. Um, but all right, so I feel pretty good. I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. I think we have to continue this Candace Parker for MVP or Defensive Player of the Year conversation. She's going she to get some votes for both. As long as she continues playing the way that, that um she's been playing, she's yeah. definitely going to get some votes for both. She's, she's going to win some type of award. If she doesn't make first or second team all WNBA, she's gonna make first or second team defensive. She's gonna win something. She's gonna win something. She would not Candace be going Parker home is, handed this right. Season. Candace Parker going home with something. I know she wants to go home with her second WNBA championship, but she's going home with some type of award. She making somebody's award team. I guarantee that. If she Agreed. plays, she's making it because Agreed. her her level of production is not going down. Her motivation this year, whatever zen she's found with her coach, that's not going down. If she was able to make it through the game when she didn't get her triple-double and she was able to, for the most part, play it off to the media and be cool about it, she can maybe do anything now. I don't think she cared about that triple-double. Candace Parker didn't care about that triple-double. I don't think she cared that much about that triple-double. Candace Parker didn't care about that triple-double? I don't think she cared that much about that triple double. I really gonna, honestly don't think she cared about much. I'm just gonna repeat myself like TBJ do. Shout out to TBJ. Candace Parker <laughs> didn't care about that triple double. I, I really I honestly don't think she cared that much about it. I really honestly don't. I, I honestly think she don't did. think she cared that much about it. I think I mean, she did because she she would have been the second player ever. She would have been the first player ever to get two. I think she. I think she cared if like she was out there to get it, but again, I don't think she wanted to. Um, Go the extra mile unnecessarily to get it. I don't think she just wanted to play for the stats. I no, think but in, but in retro, but in retrospect, if as soon as she came out, if she would have known she was one assist close, I bet she would have popped back in thirty seconds later and tried to get it. I don't know if she would have. Wasn't she they would, up by like twenty at that point? No, nah, it was only up by about twelve. Yeah, the bench, the bench pushed it to twenty. The bench yeah. is why she didn't come back in to close out the game. Because if it, because if it would have fell to a three or four point margin, if it would have she would have been back in. back in. Right, that's what I'm saying. But the bench finally did what they're supposed to do, and they finished punching somebody in the mouth. And she had to sit down. But again, I think Candace Parker, if she keeps playing the way she's playing, she will have another opportunity for a triple double this season. Mark that down. You heard it. 
first and second and third and however many times on the Spark Report. All right, well, I think that's good. Anything else you want to talk about, pal? No, we can leave it there. Okay, let's leave it there. You can check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search at John W. Davis. You can also find my L.A. Sparks articles at winsider.com. Pabby, where can we find you? Got any projects releasing this week? Uh, not not this week, but I actually do have a project out right now. It's called um, I Just Felt Like Rapping Too. Um, go check that out. It's on whatever streaming service you want to find it on, like all of them, like Apple, Tidal, Spotify, it's on SoundCloud, Audio Mac, all of that. So go check that out. Um, Pavers.com. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at Pavy World, P A V Y World, all one word. Same for all of my socials. So, yeah. All right. That's good. For Pabby, I'm John W. Davis. You listen to the Spark Report. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.